Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Don V Fridays, man. Episode 76. We are up to 76 episodes of Don V Fridays, man. It's crazy to think. Um, it, when I first started doing Don V Fridays, you know, sometimes how you how you passionate about something at first and then you kind of fall off and then you start back loving doing it. And, I mean, that's part of content creation. Like, you love it sometimes. Sometimes it's a grind. Sometimes... It's, it's been times like where well, I legit wanted to put stuff out, but of course, work, life, you know, you get busy sometimes. But um, I, before I even start this episode, I want to just say thanks to all the supporters, all the listeners, everybody that shows me love. Even if you don't show me love, like, fuck it. Like, we good. I got no issues with nobody. Um... It's fun. It's fun. It's it's fun to podcast and broadcast live, and you know people legit hit me up for my opinion on things, and that it means a lot. Like it truly does. Like don't don't think like I'll never be the person to think I'm too good. Like to to feel like that. Like people legit DM me, hit me up for my opinion on shit, or if something happens in Virginia Tech, like. They make sure I see it, and, you know. Bro, you got to speak on this or go live on that, or make sure you do a podcast on that. And, and it's dope. It's really dope when people want to hear what you specifically got to say when things happen. But before I get too carried away, you know how we start this podcast off. We got to show love to my bookie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the ga- a game is always ten times more exciting when I'm putting money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm betting on my team because they're my team. And my team is the San Francisco 49ers. That's my pro team. And we're going to the Super Bowl, baby, in Miami, balling, living our best lives, man, going for Super Bowl number six. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we already got one for one hand. We're trying to put rings on the other hand, you know. And my bookie... Is the best play when it comes to the Super Bowl, man. My bookie is gonna, my bookie is gonna get you through everything you need to get through for the Super Bowl, man. You know it's gonna be lots of prop bets and how long is it gonna take for the national anthem? That's a bet. How long is, you know, is the coin toss gonna be heads or tails? Uh, Halftime show with J-Lo show or Teddy's. I'm pretty sure there's a prop bet for that. Y'all know how the Super Bowl is. And my bookie's going to have you covered on all the prop bets this this Super Bowl. Trust and believe me. It's going to be lots of crazy prop bets. Where the first play be a run or a pass. 
uh, when's the first touchdown going to be scored. It's going to be many prop bets. My book, my bookie's the play, man. My bookie is definitely the play. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. So if you're trying to get in on these on this Super Bowl action, holler at my bookie. They will double your first deposit. Use the promo code CHAIR. C H A I R. CHAIR. Like the one you got your buns in. CHAIR. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Big time shout out to the San Francisco 49ers. Man, I've been a 49ers fan, believe it or not, people, my entire life. My whole life. So, before we get into all the hokey shit, I got to talk about my 49ers because this is my shit. Okay, I've been a 49ers fan my entire life. Whole life. Since childhood, I've been a 49ers fan. And for most of my life, they haven't been a good team. I know a lot of people say, oh, the the 80s and all that. I wasn't born for, for four of those Super Bowls. Matter of fact, I might have been born for the fourth one. I might have been like one. And I was definitely alive for the fifth one because I seen that one. I actually saw it with my own eyes. Um, I was just a kid, a real little kid, like maybe five or six years old. But um, I've been a 49er fan my entire life. And for the majority of it, they've been a bad or mediocre team. So we had a nice run in the early 2000s. Uh, Jeff Garcia, Steve Mariucci. You know, we had a nice we had a nice little bit of success with that. Then that team, you know, T.O. Lees. I ain't going to get into all I ain't going to get into all this whatever. We were shit for 10 years, right? Then we had the Jim Harbaugh era, which lasted for like four years, five years. You know, you know, from like 2011 to like 2015, 2014, 2015. And then we went right back to, then we went to Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly and we was losing. Now we back in it. So if you a 49er fan and you listen to this, man, don't let these, don't let these motherfuckers tell you like when you started rooting for the 49ers you know when you started rooting for the team um when you know when you start seeing memes uh a levi stadium empty and now that the team is good levi stadium full if you when you start seeing memes like that or people start trying to question how long you've been a fan you know your team busting ass your team probably bust they team ass and they bitter and they mad and instead of instead of Instead of showing love and, you know, paying homage, they got to dick eat and talk shit and try to downgrade you. But that's what they do. That's 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 a hater's job. So if you're a 49er fan, enjoy this time of prosperity. Yeah, we haven't completed the mission yet, but enjoy this time of prosperity. These Super Bowls don't come that often. And we went to a Super Bowl like 2012, 2013. You know, I, I think it was the year 2013, but it was from the 2012 season. Or it might have been 20. I get my years mixed up because uh, I just think in, like, spots. I don't. I can't pinpoint years and months and days no more. 
But uh, we lost to the Baltimore Ravens. Salute to them. But uh, we haven't been back in like seven, eight years. But we back. We in that bit. So, you know, all gas, no brakes, man. Enjoy this time of prosperity. But most of y'all, if any of y'all ain't 49er fans, it might be like two 49er fans that might listen to this, man. Let's talk about what y'all here for, for real, man. The transfer portal. Last night, in a one-hour span, the Junior Tech Hokies had five new challengers enter the transfer portal. We have five new people enter the transfer portal. Caleb Stewart, who running back out of Florida, didn't really get much burn. We have like 20 running backs on scholarship. Didn't surprise many people. But, hey, all right. Jacoby Pinckney from South Carolina, you know, wide receiver, freshman. Didn't really get much burn. Red shirt of last year, hits the portal. Okay. Hezekiah Grimsley, who contributed, has played in the system, a veteran receiver. He hits the portal. There's reports, there's people saying he wants to be close to home. Whatever. All right. Okay. Then Khalil Lattler went. Khalil Lattler is a safety or slash whip, whatever, you know, a whip slash safety. He got in the portal. That's when I said, all right, hold up. Hold, hold, hold your horses. And also, Phil Patterson, wide receiver, who contributed last year, played last year. Phil Patterson entered the transfer portal. So that's a total of three wide receivers in one hour walked away from the program uh, contributing, you know, whip slash safety, which at, at, in this uh four two five, in this four two five, you're basically, he's basically playing safety. You know. It's kind of a hybrid, but it's it, you more so safety than linebacker at this point. And Caleb Stewart, a running back who didn't really play that much. Five and one out. And of course, shambles, right? Because that's how we do it in Hokie Twitter. We don't do, uh, you know, we don't do logical. We don't do, no, we devolve. Me too. I, hey, listen, I, when I see shit in the moment, I'll spaz out or I'll say all kinds of shit and then like sleep on it and you know what I'm saying you know look at look back on shit and be like alright maybe I was bugging I don't think I'm bugging here though five transfers in one hour mind you we in January we not done with transfers when you lose five players on your team that's a thing that's, that don't even count Damon Hazleton who without a doubt was a difference maker on the team for the last two seasons. Damon Hazleton entered the transfer portal. Deshaun McLeese went to the NFL with probably no, I mean, let's keep it a band. Deshaun McLeese going pro and he probably, no, fuck that. He rolling the dice on his shit. He rolling the dice on his own career and come back to Virginia Tech. And Dalton Rambo King is basically doing the same thing. So you got because the the 
I don't want to say the, the consensus, because obviously it's not the consensus. Hokie Nation is split 50-50 on everything these days. But the pro everything is great crowd is saying, all right, we lost some people, but none of them play, right? The five from the five. Well, obviously, they, they know Hazleton, McLeese, and Dalton Keene plays. But Caleb Stewart, Jacoby Pinkney, Phil Patterson, Hezekiah Grimsley, Khalil Ladler, they're all players that don't play. So who cares? Not a big deal. And I just think that's stupid-ass logic. I think that logic is dumb as shit because Virginia Tech fans are hanging their hat on uh, how many starters we got coming back now? 19 to 21 starters or some 22 starters uh, or 18 to 22 starters. So as long as that number doesn't dip below a certain number of starters coming back, then we good. And football is not played like that. Like I said last podcast, you cannot just say, okay, well, he was a starter last year, so you got to assume he's going to be a starter this year and better than last year. There's a natural regression that happens with some people. Some people get injured. Um, Unfortunately, football is a contact sport. People get hurt. You cannot just pencil in 18 dudes. You can't do that. They pencil in people who went pro. They pencil in people who literally are no longer with the program now. Even when Damon Hazleton went into the transfer portal, people were saying, well, cool. I mean, yeah, he can leave because we got so many wide receivers. And then days later, three more leave. And then when those three leave is, well, oh, well, I mean, they weren't starters. Well, if your starter, Damon Hazleton, leaves, and these one of these dudes would have took his reps, correct? I mean, I'm not like a, a, a genius or nothing. But if your starter leaves, Damon Hazleton walks away from the program, goes into a transfer portal. Jacoby Pinckney, a young, up-and-coming uh, player, he walks away. He probably could have took some of those. He could have took some of those catches, some of those targets. Phil Patterson could have took some of those targets. Hezekiah Grimsey could have took some of those targets. Has, has he got major playing time for Virginia Tech? His role did get reduced. But he was a veteran player who's seen big-time action for the Hokies. So you can't say, okay, none of those people were starters because clearly one of these motherfuckers had to start. Clearly somebody had to get these reps. Trey Turner can't get every last target. Tavion Robinson can't get every target. Y'all get what I'm saying? Maybe y'all don't get what I'm saying. So when, so when people say, okay, they weren't starters, who becomes starters? Backups. Where do you get your depth from if everybody walks away from the program? So this isn't like a major deal where we can no longer expect to win 10 games, 11 games, you know, or the, the, the coastal division. We're not going to win the coastal division now because of this. It's not the biggest deal in the world. But to make it seem like it's no deal, that shit is it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I'll say it's bullshit. It's a deal. It's a deal that we don't just, because uh, everybody's favorite retort is, well, it's just a transfer portal and these kids is pussy and all this shit. 
No. Virginia Tech is the only school that when we do the transfer portal, we put them in bunches. I mean, cats hit the transfer portal in groups and gangs and cliques. No. It's, it's, it's not normal. Uh, so, so now for the next like week or so, right? This, cause I know Virginia Tech Twitter. I know that shit like the back of my hand, right? So now every kid that hits the transfer portal from another team, another school, uh, Virginia Tech fans are going to take that and say, see, everybody's got transfers. Everybody does this. This is, this is normal. This is the new thing. This is the transfer portal. Shut the fuck up, goofball. Is everybody else putting out? Five in an hour? Fuck no. What about the 15,000 kids we put in the transfer portal last offseason? It's not normal. And and for and for you to just dismiss these kids as backups, oh, he was a backup. You sound dumb as hell because you was on his dick when he posted the uh commitment. When a kid commits to the Hokies, no matter what caliber of player he is, everybody's excited as they should be and congratulate the kid and oh my god we love you you were maroon but the minute the kid decides to look at his options and transfer portal oh he was nothing he was a backup he never played he he's not an impact player he's nobody that shit ain't right i just don't think it's genuine i think i think i think a lot of the love is fake and then people show who they really are once the person once the kids look out for themselves or or they realize they just not happy or they feel like they can flourish somewhere else. And that's when they just get rolled off as a backup. Or he ain't play. Or the kid sucked. Or the kid wasn't good. Or the kid is selfish. Or the kid is a diva. You start to shit on somebody's character. Because that person's no longer in my room. But when the man committed, you was on his dick. And that's one of the things I do not like about Virginia Tech Twitter. Like, it's, it's a lot of fake love. It's a lot of fake posturing. It's a lot of, you know... It's just a lot of fake love. And and then and then uh you know you call the kid a backup and all that, but your backups is who eventually becomes your starters. That's your depth. When a when a person gets hurt, these are the people you rely on. I, I just don't I just I just don't see how somebody can say that's not a big deal to lose four scholarship receivers in less than a week. And just look at that as mm-hmm. Even if that is one of your stronger positions, it ain't like we got Clemson's receivers. Like we shouldn't be having as many departures at receiver. So does it kill to ask the question, what's going on in the receiver room? Why everybody wants to leave? Cause this isn't just transfer portal shit. Four wide receivers in one week. It does it hurt the ax? What's going on? Is it something with the offense? Is it something with coaching? Uh, are people pissed off that Fuente flirted with the Baylor job? Can I say that? Without people getting mad, he flirted with it. I'm not going to say he interviewed or took the job and none of that shit. But Baylor flirted with him or he flirted. It, like, what's the issue? And, it, and it's okay to ask. You don't got to wait for Sports Illustrated to write a bullshit article about turkey bacon and then oh there was an issue no sometimes you could like most of us are adults right most of my audience is adults i don't have a lot of kids listening to this 
You can just ask the question. You don't need Sports Illustrated or Bleacher Report or one of these outlets to say, to, to report that there was an issue going on or kids don't genuinely like Fuente. A lot of you motherfuckers can, can, can read the tea leaves and, okay, maybe there's some shit going on with these kids and this coach or these kids and these coaches. Maybe something's off. Maybe there's a disconnect. Why are so many kids always leaving bunches from Virginia Tech? Right? But oh, uh, people need to be fucking held by the hand and somebody got to open up the blinds and show them what the fuck going on. And then they'll say, oh, right. And it's crazy. It's crazy to me. And before I get out of here, because I'm not going to hold y'all. Um, I had a comment. I had I had a person comment to me. and He said, uh. My, he was talking to me. He said, my negativity is like bad for the fan base. My negativity or positivity, whatever I decide to post or tweet or do, shouldn't have no bearing on like the fan base, period. I am a, I am a small blip on the Virginia Tech fan base. Virginia Tech fan base is probably 100,000, maybe 200,000 people, probably more than that. Probably, it might be 300,000 people. It's a lot of people. I am one man, one person. If I'm pissed off because some kids transferred, who cares? Who, that doesn't affect shit. It doesn't, that, like what I say, it doesn't stop people from buying tickets. It doesn't stop people from uh, tuning in the games. It doesn't stop kids from enrolling. It doesn't stop recruiting. Like, who gives a fuck? You know, don't put too much stock into my opinion where you think I'm out here just like affecting shit. It's one, you know, like I said, like I said earlier, I appreciate the people that, that value my opinion, that they want to hear what I got to say about shit, whether that's good, bad, positive or negative. But these opinions ain't out here swaying. It, 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 it's not affecting nothing in the big term. So my positivity or negativity it's not winning the team games. It's not losing the team games. Uh, my positivity or negativity ain't landing us recruits. It ain't fucking us up on recruits. None of that. I think we need to like scale this shit back. Uh, these the, these opinions. And, and uh, if you listen to this and you need to hear this, I'll say it to you. Dude, your opinion ain't that deep. Your opinion ain't swaying shit. Uh, I know it might be hard for some of y'all to take, but your tweets ain't winning us games, bro. I know. I know you cheered real hard on the timeline on Saturdays. Your tweets ain't winning us the game, bro. Preparation, coaching, execution wins football games, not fan tweets. They don't lose us football games either. Negative, negative tweets, bad tweets, trolling both sides of that spectrum they're not winning or losing football games i think some people need to like get out of neverland uh you know get out of what was the shit peter pan lived in wherever the fuck you know grow up peter pan tweets ain't winning losing games it ain't landing or fucking up recruits uh i i, I think I, I it's crazy i gotta say that but my tweets aren't affecting Virginia Tech positively or negatively. If if my tweets um, made you feel 
one way or another about Virginia Tech, you're a fucking loser. I, I, I tweeted that and I'll say it verbally. You are a fucking loser if my tweets made you feel less of a fan or more of a fan. Like, bro, it's lots of chicks out here. Go get go get you one, man. Go get a hobby or some shit. Dog, my tweets shouldn't be affecting your days like that. In one way or the other. Like, you should scroll my shit. If you don't like it, keep scrolling. You know, if you do like it, engage. Even if you don't like it, engage. But it shouldn't be affecting your day. Jeez. That's it for Don V Fridays. My, I will be back next week. Um... It's the off season, so I might go from, you know, normally I like I like to do this shit weekly. I might go bi-weekly, depending on the news cycle. But being that Virginia Tech supplies so much news, I'm pretty sure I'll be back next week. I'm pretty sure something's going to happen between now and next Thursday. Either more portal news, injury news, you know, off-season injuries, conditioning, uh, something's going to happen. And I'm going to have to be back on here next week. Uh, Trust and believe, man. But uh, like I said, man, five Hokies hit the transfer portal in one hour. Um, People saying it's not a big deal. I'm I'm not going to say it's not a big deal. It's a deal. It's not a major deal. It's not the end of the world. It's something. Like, let's not ignore the shit. Like, it's something, though. Let's not dismiss this as they're just backups. But um, like I was saying on Twitter, though, this doesn't change nothing. We need to win the Atlantic Coast Conference. We need to win the state of Virginia back. We need to take back the state, whether and that's in recruiting and on the field, as far as beating UVA and being having the juice in state. And we need to win the Atlantic Coast Conference. The schedule is set up too easy for us not to be in the Coastal, I mean, not to win the Coastal, and when we get into that ACC championship game, we don't want to be the shittiest team out the Coastal that punched a ticket just to go get their ass kicked by Clemson. We need to be in that game, and it needs to be a game, and I would prefer to win it. No more handshake, just go get your ass kicked by Clemson, lie to goddamn die, and then you're gone, and we playing the, no, fuck that. Let's go win the whole conference, man. But uh, that's it. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. God bless.